What's going on, everyone? It's your host, JT, back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be discussing the future of Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Can the New York Jets rebound after whiffing on Zach Wilson if he is indeed a bust? And why Anthony Richardson will be a first-round pick in the 2023 NFL Draft? Let's get straight into it. The New York Jets got to move on from Zach Wilson. There is no way... You can go into 2023 with Zach Wilson being your starting quarterback without losing all, if not the entire locker room. You know, I was talking to my friend last night and I was telling him that I literally cannot understand how a quarterback can be this bad in today's NFL. Zach Wilson right now is probably going to go down as the greatest bust in NFL history. He looks worse than Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell was bad, but Zach Wilson puts the bad in bad. 9 of 18, 92 passing yards in the interception and got sacked three times. Completely awful. And I thought the New York Jets were going to win that game against Jacksonville on Thursday night. Short week. The Jaguars were riding high off a emotional victory. And I didn't think that Zach Wilson played all that bad last week against the Detroit Lions. At least for Zach Wilson's standards, that was one of his better games. So I was thinking that he would have a better performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a defense that isn't all that great. Well, Zach Wilson gets benched and outplayed by Chris Streveler. Chris Streveler. A guy who's what? The third or fourth string quarterback on the Jets roster outplayed your high draft pick? The New York Jets have to move on from Zach Wilson. Now, moving on from Zach Wilson doesn't mean that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, their job security is in question. It's not. They still have time to bounce back from missing with Zach Wilson. You can sign Jimmy G in free agency. You can trade for somebody if you want to try to draft another quarterback. You can do that. But Zach Wilson doesn't set the New York Jets back. Only because Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have done such a great job at drafting and developing the young players that they have drafted. So this team is good enough overall that you can overcome having or whiffing in the draft at quarterback as long as you get the next quarterback right, which I'm pretty confident the New York Jets are. And if you're Joe Douglas and Robert Sala at this point, you probably are aiming for a vet. But there's no way you should allow Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback for you in 2023. New York Jets fans feel like they had a team that was good enough to not only make it to the playoffs, but to make a deep playoff run. Similar to those deep playoff runs that they made with Mark Sanchez when they had Rex Ryan as your head coach. And Mark Sanchez wasn't great neither. And yet they were able to get to the AFC Championship with them. So if that Jets team could make it that far in the postseason with Mark Sanchez and this Jets team 
can't even get to the playoffs with Zach Wilson. That shows you how bad of a quarterback Zach Wilson is. And for all of you guys who keep on comparing his first couple of games in the league to Peyton Manning, I think we can both look at Zach Wilson and we can both know that he ain't no Peyton Manning. One thing that Peyton Manning has that Zach Wilson apparently doesn't is the work ethic. And that's why I can't understand how quarterbacks who enter the NFL now, where the transition from college to pros is as easier, is as easy as it's ever been, with more influence from the college game being implemented into the NFL, there's no reason why a guy like Zach Wilson with his talent should be struggling. He can make all the throws. All he has to improve is his footwork and getting better at understanding NFL defenses. These are things that are a personal problem. You can't put this on Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur. They've tried. I mean, they've done everything. Robert Sala goes to the podium every single week and continues to instill confidence or continues to have confidence in Zach Wilson. And you may look at it as him coddling Zach Wilson, but at this point, what do you expect Robert Sala to say? Oh, yeah, we know Zach Wilson's trash, but we got to go with him anyway. He understands what the magnitude of the situation is. At this point, you thought that Zach Wilson would at least give you a better chance to win than Chris Streveler or Joe Flacco. The New York Jets season is about over. And I'm not a Jets fan, but I'm really hurt to see the New York Jets season going the way it has. Because this team could have done some serious damage in the playoffs with a better quarterback. And I was telling my friend, he was like, the Jets, they're not out of the playoff race yet, JT. They're not mathematically eliminated. And I was like, yeah, they're not, but they might as well be. Because now you don't even control your own destiny. And at this point, you don't even know if Mike White is even going to be able to suit up at any point for the last two games with the way that his ribs look. Still can't get cleared by a doctor. And you're probably going to have to go with Chris Strebler next week. The New York Jets playoff hopes are all but over. And the main reason why they didn't make it to the playoffs was because of Zach Wilson. And you can blame it on injuries. You can say whatever you want to say to make all the excuses you want to for Zach Wilson. But you want to know why the New York Jets invested that high draft pick in Zach Wilson? The reason why you draft the franchise quarterback is because... Not only does it make it easier for you as a head coach to win, but having a franchise quarterback can help you overcome limitations. You want a good example? The Los Angeles Chargers. They win pretty much the majority of this season without some of their key players on both sides of the football. Several offensive linemen were out. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams didn't start a game with each other until recently. So with this team having so many injuries, you wonder how they were able to stay afloat until they got fully healthy. Justin Herbert. When you have a franchise quarterback, he's supposed to play at a high enough level to help you overcome certain limitations, to help you overcome injuries. So when you have a franchise quarterback like that, 
You put him in situations like this at the end of the season, you expect him to get you to the playoffs. This was the perfect situation for Zach Wilson this season to show the whole entire Big Apple that he was the guy in New York. And he couldn't do it. This wasn't a bad team. This is a playoff team. They were only a quarterback away from making it to the postseason. That's why I was telling my homie, I was like, the Jets are done. You see, at this point in the season, you cannot have inconsistency at quarterback. Late in the season, you got to have stable quarterback play. You don't need to have fantastic or phenomenal quarterback play, but you need stable quarterback play. You need Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he was a starting quarterback for the Jets right now and he was fully healthy, he could get this team to the playoffs. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of quarterbacks who I think could have been good enough to get the Jets to the playoffs. Even bottom-of-the-barrel quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield would have been better than anything Zach Wilson has given you this year. Josh Johnson. You remember him, the dude who's played for damn near half the NFL at quarterback? He could have given you a better chance at making it to the playoffs than Zach Wilson. The New York Jets have to move on from Zach Wilson. He's not Peyton Manning, people. I don't understand how a guy can be this bad. If I was this ass after games, I would be going home watching film all weekend for 72 hours straight. I would even leave the house. You look at what Pam Manning did after his rookie season. This guy was a filmaholic. Your quarterback needs to be. I'm not going to say he needs to be a like a Pam Manning or Eli Manning when it comes to studying film and whatnot. But you need to see a level of commitment out of your quarterback. And we definitely haven't seen that level of commitment out of Zach Wilson when it comes to putting in the time and the preparation that it takes to be an NFL quarterback at this level. Let me ask you a question. What's next for Zach Wilson after this? Because I don't really see him making another team. He'll probably get picked up and the team will try him out. But I don't know if he'll make a roster. I mean, at best. Zach Wilson would be lucky to crack the team's death chart as their third-string quarterback. Now, I'm pretty confident that a team is going to pick up Zach Wilson if he was to get released by the New York Jets, pick him up, and have him sit on the bench. And maybe be somewhat of a little developmental project for a head coach to work on on the side. But as far as his future in the Big Apple, it should be done. There's no way if you're Robert Sala... And GM Joe Douglas that you can go into 2023 next year with Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback. The New York Jets should be in the playoffs. But they're not only because they whiffed that quarterback. And that goes to show you how important the quarterback position is. And that goes to show you just how good of a team the New York Jets are. The New York Jets, imagine if they had Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen at quarterback. They damn near could be undefeated. And look at all of the talent that Zach Wilson has held back. Like, teams aren't even allowing the New York Jets to run the football. They're just stacking the box and saying, beat us with Zach Wilson. Starting Zach Wilson at quarterback is like going into a game with your hands tied behind your back. Starting Zach Wilson at quarterback is the equivalent to bringing a butter knife to a sword fight. 
I think the future for Zach Wilson, realistically, is either XFL or USFL. That's the best place for Zach Wilson right now. Zach Wilson needs some development. But he needs to be on the field doing it. Zach Wilson isn't going to learn a doggone thing holding the clipboard. Well, he could definitely learn a thing or two holding the clipboard. It just depends on who he's learning from. But if you thought that Joe Flacco was going to be a fantastic mentor to Zach Wilson, yeah. I don't really know why anybody thought that. Joe Flacco, what has Joe Flacco been throughout his whole career outside of that Super Bowl? Average. You thought that Joe Flacco, somebody who was basically the epitome of average, was going to help Zach Wilson mature into a fantastic quarterback? Yeah, the New York Jets, if they're smart, they move on from Zach Wilson at the end of the season. They cut their losses. Part of life is being able to understand when to hold them and when to fold them. And for the New York Jets right now, they don't have a winning hand. They need to put that hand down, draw a new hand, and start over at quarterback. Because Zach Wilson ain't it. Over the next couple of months as we approach the 2023 NFL Draft, there are going to be a lot of heated arguments and debates when it comes to Anthony Richardson. And it's one of those classic arguments. Do you take the potential over the production? Anthony Richardson has all the physical traits to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Fantastic arm, elite athleticism, fantastic size the guy is 6'4 232 pounds and he probably either runs a 4-4 or a 4-5 and when it comes to the NFL draft you know I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a first round pick and here's why you see the NFL draft when you're looking at first round prospects you're looking at your one percenters you're looking at freaks you're looking for guys who are jordan davis michael parsons those are the kind of players who get drafted in the first round and i think that when it comes to the nfl draft many fans have a way different perspective on how they view these prospects versus how nfl scouts view these prospects who are projected to be first rounders you see us as fans on the outside looking in, we really mainly care about the production because we look back at past history and the majority of draft busts have been guys who have dominated the combine and have been the most athletic. But the way NFL scouts look at the first round of the NFL draft, they're basically looking at it like this. They're drafting players in the first round 75% based off potential and 25% based off production. You see, when you have somebody like Anthony Richardson that's 6'4", 230 pounds and can throw the football from any distance on the field, he's going to get a lot of arguments for why a team should invest the first round pick in him. And I know that a lot of people are going to immediately compare Anthony Richardson to Malik Willis. And yes, that is a fair comparison, but here's the difference between why Malik Willis had a weak first round argument and why Anthony Richardson has a stronger first round argument than Malik Willis. 
Were they both project players coming out? Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, you can argue and say that Anthony Richardson is more of a project than Malik Willis. But you know what Malik Willis didn't have that Anthony Richardson does? Malik Willis isn't 6'4", 230 pounds and can run 4'4", 4'5". He's fast, but he doesn't have the size that Anthony Richardson has. And you see, these NFL scouts, when they see Anthony Richardson at the combine throwing in shorts and a tank top, they're going to be like, wow, okay, okay. And then when they see him at his pro day throw again, they're going to see him throw some nice passes in the air, and they're going to be like, wow. They're going to measure him out at the combine. You know, he's going to drink a lot of water. He's going to build his weight up. And scouts, they're going to go back. They're going to look at that film, and they're going to say, wow, look at that Utah game. This dude was a superstar. And you as a fan, right, for those of you guys who are making the argument against drafting Anthony Richardson in the first round, you're going to say, okay, the Utah game was great, but did you see Kentucky? And you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to say, yeah, we saw Kentucky, but did you see Tennessee? And then you're going to say, yeah, we saw Tennessee, but did you see Missouri? And they're going to be like, yeah, we saw Missouri, but did you see LSU and Texas A&M? So when you look at Anthony Richardson's film, you can pull all you can pull out a lot of bad games, but you can also pull out a lot of good games. So when it comes to Anthony Richardson, there's going to be a lot of varying arguments. You're going to have the arguments that he's so raw that despite the athleticism and despite the elite physical traits that he has, He's not worth the first round pick. And at this point, him entering the NFL, if I had to give him a pair, a player comparison right now, I think he's probably a way more athletic version than Tim Tebow. He's really inconsistent when it comes to throwing the football, his accuracy, his footwork needs a lot of work, a lot of work. He's a bigger project than Malik Willis. But at the same time, for those of you guys who are saying, okay, JT, you're saying all this, these are arguments for why you shouldn't be a first-round pick. No, they're not. You see, because the right head coach and the right general manager in the first round, they can see Anthony Richardson, and they can see how his spotty footwork needs improvement and his spotty accuracy needs improvement. They can look at these things, and they can say, you know what? These are things that can be coached and developed. The right head coach could look at Anthony Richardson in the first round and say, you know what, I want to take him because these things we can coach up. And that's why you see a lot of these phenomenal athletes who don't have the greatest film get selected in the first round. Because at the end of the day, in the first round, you're looking for your one percenters. You're looking for your Jordan Davises of the world because those are the guys who nine times out of 10, when they hit, end up being the best at their position. And yeah, you can find a lot of great players outside of the first round. Of course, that's going to happen because there's only 32 picks and there's a hundred other players that get drafted. So of course, you're going to have way more players that succeed outside the first round. But at the same time, when you look at the players in the first round who hit, they end up normally becoming top three or one of the best at their position. When you draft the guy outside of the first round, 
they end up being pretty good players but the chances of finding somebody who ends up being the best at their position outside the first round is extremely rare think about it outside of receiver maybe occasionally quarterback how many positions do you draft outside the first round where those guys end up becoming one of the best at their position or the best at their position think about that so when you look at anthony richardson this guy is somebody who counts as one of those freakish one percent athletes that get drafted in the first round and for all of you guys who keep saying well jt the film the film the film bruh a lot of these things that we see on film can be coached up this is what we saw last year from anthony richardson might not be the final form of anthony richardson and at the same time you don't know if the offense that Billy Napier was in kind of limited Anthony Richardson. The right head coach may look at Florida's offense and say, you know what? They didn't put Anthony Richardson in the right situation to succeed. They didn't put Anthony Richardson in the best offense to maximize his strengths and minimize his weaknesses. So when you look at a guy who has the traits and the measurables of Anthony Richardson, this is somebody who kind of looks like a first-round pick. And even though I wouldn't draft him in the first round, this isn't about what I would do. This is about what I think is going to happen. And when you look at the past NFL drafts, quarterbacks who have had this kind of profile, like Anthony Richardson with this athleticism, most times do not end up getting first-round looks. Now, if he doesn't get drafted in the first round, I don't expect him to fall out of the second round. I would be extremely surprised. Because it's not like this dude didn't put anything on film. For all of you guys who are saying, well, his film is bad. I mean, for all of the bad games that you can call him out for, he has just as many good games. And the thing is, is that you're not looking for the perfect quarterback in the first round. No quarterback prospect is perfect. Is Anthony Richardson worth a top 10 pick? Hell no. Top 15 pick, probably not. But late first round, there's definitely going to be some teams who give him some looks. And this is, and at the time I'm recording this, it's December 23rd. So we haven't even reached the combine yet. So there's still a lot of time for Anthony Richardson to go out there. there. As a matter of fact, this is what I believe is going to happen. I'm trying to tell you how this is going to happen. You guys may be low on Anthony Richardson right now, right? But when the combine rolls around, he's going to throw that football. He's going to run the 40. He's going to measure out. And scouts are going to start talking about his size. And then they're going to see him throw the football. And they're going to say, wow, look at that arm. Look at that arm strength. Look at the velocity that he throws the football. And then the conversations are going to shift towards what he did on the field. And they're going to shift to what he's doing during the draft process. And how he's looking in tank tops and shorts. And you see, that's how quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson end up getting into the first round. Yes, the film may not be the greatest, but teams end up falling in love with the size, the athleticism, and they think about that potential. And remember what I said earlier, the majority of teams in the first round draft these first round players 75% based off potential and 25% based off what they see on film 
On film, they're looking for a guy who can be coached up. When you're drafting somebody in the first round, nine times out of ten, these coaches, these general managers, these front offices, they're looking for one percenters. They're looking for freak athletes in the first round. And if you aren't one of those, and you are somebody who's getting solely drafted in the first round based off production, you're expected to come in and perform at a high level right away. Like Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. These guys weren't, you know, what well, Trevor Lawrence was way better physically, was way physically imposing than what a lot of people give him credit for. But guys like Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, who've been drafted in the first round, who didn't have the highest athletic traits or the highest potential in the eyes of scouts, got drafted in the first round because they had incredible production. And they were guys who were viewed as quarterbacks who could produce right away. So if you don't have that insane 1% athleticism, you better have the ability to come in and produce at a high level right away. You better have elite production. It's either one or two things that gets players drafted in the first round. And based off past history, most of the times, even players that have good production that are ready to start week one at other positions get overlooked the majority of times for more athletically gifted players. When it comes to Anthony Richardson being the first round pick, I think the team is going to take a stab at him. Yes, Zach Wilson didn't look good, but I promise you no team is looking back on the New York Jets whiffing with Zach Wilson. No team is looking back on Tim Tebow not being all that great. No team is looking back on Jamarcus Russell. You want to know why? Because these head coaches and these general managers, they don't give a damn about what happened with previous quarterbacks who had similar profiles. You want to know what's going through their head? That's them. We're different. We have a different plan in place for Anthony Richardson. We have a different way for our quarterback to be successful. And for all of the guys who we bring up who had similar profiles to Anthony Richardson who didn't work out, scouts are going to go back and they're going to say, okay, you told us Zach Wilson, you told us Tim Tebow, Jamarcus Russell, but what about Josh Allen? What about the quarterbacks who did hit? So here's the thing, and this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. You guys don't like it and I don't like it, but at the end of the day, these scouts in the first round, they're looking for freak athletes. They're looking for guys who fit that 1% mold in terms of NFL athletes. Anthony Richardson fits that description. In the first round, you're looking for crazy, phenomenal athletes. Jordan Davis would fall in that range. 300 some pounds running the 482 is freaking insane. Those are the kind of guys who are going in the first round. I don't think Anthony Richardson is worth the first round pick, but I do believe that he will get drafted in the first round. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. Leave us with a five-star review and share the podcast with your friends, family members, and acquaintances if you enjoyed. And I will see you guys next time with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.